Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, June 22nd. And yesterday was a great day. Dave and I will talk about that and more. Hey, coming up next. But before we do that, let me just remind you again, I know sometimes I sound like a broke record, but truly, it is the truth. The only thing that any of us can control within our portfolio is how much risk you have. And if you don't know what your risk number is, that can be problematic in these volatile markets. Give us a call and let's perform our financial x-ray on your portfolio, 863-382-0037. And with that, we've got Dave coming up right now. Light FM, how new, glad you're here today. It's 8.39 now, 21 before nine. And this is the time in the morning in which we double check and see what's happening on Wall Street. And always, because we know what's going on and we're plugged in, we explain why it's happening in excruciating detail. And I'm saying that with my tongue planted firmly in my cheek because Philip Statler is on the line with me. And Philip, neither one of us know for an absolute certainty why we had a 587-point jump in the Dow yesterday. If it wasn't just an oops, maybe we overreacted one from the day before, right? Well, that seems to be the case, Dave. I was um, surprised, to say the least, that we bounced back uh, as well as we did um, on, on yesterday after Friday's debacle. Uh, but, but it was a pleasant surprise. I'm sure people were excited and glad to see it bounce back the way it did. Absolutely. Yeah, we actually gained more back on the Dow than we lost on Friday. And you and I were expecting a bit of a bounce yesterday morning, but we were looking at, oh, take back 20 or 25 percent of what we lost the day before. All of a sudden, we roar back up 587 points. S&P was up by 58. And I'm not sure we're almost at a record level again with that. NASDAQ up to 14,141, up 111 points yesterday. And it's just one of those things that uh, kind of emphasizes a point that you've been making for a long time, that there are times in which a computer buried in the bowels of some brokerage firm in Wall Street sees something and triggers a bunch of buy or sell orders. And those of us that are amateurs are sitting there saying, what the Sam Hill happened? And that volatility can really wreak havoc with a retirement plan, can't it? It really can't because what could have happened after Friday is 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 other people could have jumped in and said maybe this is a leg down and and start the selling process again, but it didn't happen. You know, it bounced off of those uh, lows and and regained pretty much what it lost uh, on Friday. So the the reasoning behind it, you know, there was no economic news coming out. There was no earnings really coming out. So. So the question becomes why? Well, some computer decided that, hey, it hit the 50-day or the 200-day moving averages, and now's the time to buy. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. One, of, one, of the pet, one of the pet theories that I've had over time is the concept of a rolling 5% correction. Just given the size of the market, the theory I've had is that 10% would scare people too much. So we're almost responding like we had a 10% correction. We go down 5%. Well, the Dow bumped its nose on 5% the other day, and I mean, that guess is as good as anything, but as you say, one computer looks at a moving average or one sector changing its, its, its price-earnings ratio, and you know, all, it says buy, and a whole bunch of other computers that are watching that computer says buy, and that, you know, if, if you're five years away from retirement, this stuff can really give you a whiplash, can't it? It, it really can, and that's why we really preach, 
you know, knowing what your risk number is and knowing what the risk is in your portfolio, because that volatility, when we get this close to retirement, can be problematic. Without a doubt. I mean, okay, fine. Today's good news. But yesterday in the morning, we were saying, oh, no, you know, as you say, we didn't know whether or not the news off of Friday and the change in Friday could have triggered a bunch of sell orders as well. Uh, I've always said Wall Street is the perfect democracy because it's, you know, anybody can buy, anybody can sell. But the thing is, day to day, uh, the big guys that throw millions of dollars around at the drop of a hat they can make those short-term changes look really warped, and it really gets to be a point of concern. Uh, you and I talk periodically on here. I've always been a little bit more bullish and a little bit more risk-oriented than you have, but, but the point of the matter, and you bring it out really well, is knowing where the risk is is what matters, and then decide how much you want. That's right. You know, knowing what that risk value is to you and, and then adjusting your portfolio to that risk number so that, hey, when we have a big a downturn, you know, the bear market finally does come back because folks, it will come back. We just don't know when, uh, it's not if it's just when, and it will come back. And so, you know, if you happen to be, you know, just a few years out from retirement when the bear market hits and you don't have your risk adjusted properly within your portfolio, you might end up working a couple more years and that's not what you want to have done. I mean, I saw that right in 2008, Mm -hmm. I saw folks that had to work, uh, three to four more years before they could afford to retire because of what happened within their 401k. Oh, yeah. It took five years for my IRA to get back to where it was after the dip in 08, 09. Now, at that point in time, I was young enough where I wrote it out and I didn't lose anything. And now that same holdings are looking pretty good with a few adjustments as I've gotten closer to retirement. But boy, oh, boy. If I were 60 when that happened, I would have had a really, really rotten attitude toward life for a few years in there. That's right, because, you know, you don't want your 401k to determine and dictate when and when, if you can retire. And so let's get ahead of that. You know, let's let's be, at, you know, proactive and determine what the risk value is within your portfolio and make the proper adjustments now um, while you're still uh, away from retirement and can handle some more ups and downs. And that's one of the reasons why advice from a, an independent financial consultant makes good sense on a regular basis, because my risk number when I was 48, 49, 50 is considerably different from my risk number now at 65 and 66. You're absolutely right. And, th- and that seems to be the case. You know, I can talk to folks and, and we update our, our clients' risk portfolios and their risk numbers, you know, on a regular basis. And you can see. Um, a lot of times with what's happening in the economy, what's happening politically, it affects what their risk tolerance is. And so that's why it's important to keep a thumb on it so that you know and can make the adjustments necessary within your portfolio. And that's really what we do. Understood. One of the other things I'm looking at this morning that kind of confuses me, and maybe you've read something about this down the line. Normally, we've been talking about how the NASDAQ and some of the indexes, most obviously the NASDAQ, tend to react very you know, vociferously to interest rate changes. We were talking about how the interest rates on the yields on the bonds were going down yesterday. They kind of made a U-turn and started going back up this morning again. And again, we're still, we're looking at green ink this morning, nothing resembling as fancy as we had at the end of the day yesterday, but still green ink. It's just kind of like optimism all of a sudden returned to the markets. And uh, as we were saying, neither one of us can really figure out one reason why. 
No, we really can't. And, and you know, there's there could be, you know, I mean, you could throw some theories out there that, you know, the NASDAQ's looking at a certain threshold on the U.S. Um, 10-year Treasury. You know, as long as the yield stays under a certain amount, it's, it's, it's happy. Um, and, and you can make the argument that maybe we're getting close to that number again, but we're still off of our off our highs that we've had the last couple months. So, um, you know, we're and we're well below that right now at almost one and a half percent, but it got up over one point seven percent earlier. And I know that doesn't sound like a big difference, but in the world of 10 year treasuries, that that's a huge difference. That two tenths oh, yeah. of a percent is huge. We're talking billions and billions to billions of dollars and a tenth of a percent is a heck of a lot of money when you're talking that kind of cash. Yeah, it really is. So so I'm thinking maybe that's probably what it is. It's still relatively low. Um, and so there's and, and they look at it and say, hey, there's still more growth in that sector and they're going to keep popping money in there. I hear you. One way or the other, it's uh, you know, as, as we say, one day does not make a trend. And normally we can at least find a pundit that can explain what the mood is because somebody catches the gossip. Somebody's brokerage house computer signal by uh, this time around. We don't even have much of an explanation for it. All we know is that things are looking relatively decent. It's uh, conservative this morning on Wall Street in the futures. And I guess that's not a big surprise. Because uh, Jay Paulson is getting uh, hauled up in front of Congress for two days of testimony starting today. No rumor mongering as to what anybody's planning on doing to him, I assume. No, really not. And, uh, you know, he, he did speak, I think, yesterday, too. And so we'll have to see. I'm sure it'll be the same same verbiage as yesterday. So I can't imagine that it's going to affect the markets any differently than, than what it did yesterday. They've already heard him speak once. So, so the issue will be you know, other things that are happening because we're at the end of the quarter, right? There's not much coming out. I mean, we do have some things coming out uh, the rest of this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but uh, I don't know that those will be market movers um, on that front. And so, and we don't have much in the way of earnings. I mean, I've got one really name that I recognize that other people out there won't recognize it, but it's a company called Plug Power. Um, it's an alternative energy provider. It, it specializes in, in hydrogen fuel cells type thing and, and producing energy from those type of things. And it, it had a loss, uh, 12 cents a share, which was four cents more than expected. Uh, revenue also came in below estimates. They, uh, they were hurt, though, it said, by some short-term issues, uh, such as a hydrogen shortage, which, uh, huh? yeah, a hydrogen shortage. I guess the Texas freeze um, affected... Hydrogen, right? I guess it, I guess that kind of makes some sense, right? Um, and so it it, uh, it it hurt them uh, some this morning. It's not hurting the stock though, Dave. They are up uh, almost nine tenths of a percent this morning to right now thirty dollars and ten cents a share. I got to believe that's that whole sector is kind of trendy right now, anyway. An alternative energy, given our our concern in the direction of environmental issues. I, I think so. I mean, any you know. With the with the the situation we have now, with the political events happening in, in Washington, you know, alternatives are getting a better plug than they would have um, in in other circumstances. Absolutely, resetting the table for the morning. Big up day yesterday. Looking at the beginning of the day today, Philip. What are we looking at on the futures so far? So right now we do have a little bit of a trend up, and I say little bit because that's what it is. It's it's actually fallen. Um, and as you and I speak, it continues to fall. It might be red before I'm done here. Uh, we've got the Dow. It just went down uh, a dollar. 
So I can't tell you what percentage that is. It's basically zero at this point. Uh, we're seeing the same thing on the S&P 500. It's zero change. The NASDAQ is up 25 cents. That's a zero change, Dave. I'm, I don't know that I've ever seen this. Uh, I've never seen it that flat before, no. In the, in the four or five years you and I have been speaking, I, I can't remember it ever being all zeros at the same time, but that's where we are right this minute as it goes from green to red. Um, and then on the commodity side, <clears throat> kind of the same boat. Everything's looking red. Silver's down three quarters of a percent. Gold's down a half a percent. Crude oil, which is the one we like to see going down, is down four tenths of a percent to $72.83 a barrel. I, I can't remember if that's, uh, I want to think that's about where it was yesterday, Dave. I was kind of thinking it was a little bit above where it was yesterday. Over 72, we were kind of cheering for it being below that, but uh, it's still too dang high. Fair enough? Fair enough, buddy. Fair enough. <laughs> I got virtually nothing overseas as well. They look a lot like us. Uh, Japan is going all over the place these days, probably excitement with the Olympics and concerns about their coronavirus questions. The Japanese markets were up by like 3% of the close early this morning. Everywhere else around the Asian rim and in Europe is settling right around the zero mark, so I got no trend internationally either. Somebody uh, needs some help in terms of figuring out what to do. We don't know what caused the wild change yesterday and not sure what changed the mood this morning over the last few minutes. That means controlling risk is a real important question. If nobody knows why the money's changing, that's scary if you're close to retirement. How do I find you to minimize that risk, Philip? You're absolutely correct, Dave. It can be scary the closer folks are to retirement. Give us a call at 863 382 0037. Catch our website at statlerfinancial.com and then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730. And we'll be back here again tomorrow morning, same time on the radio, knowing what's going on to the penny. We just know it, don't we? Well, yeah, some days we guess a little bit, but you know, hey. Sometimes it's what they call swag sometimes. That's right. We'll that's right. We'll let people sit and guess what that stands for. Thanks, Philip. I'll see you tomorrow. All right, man. You have a great one. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Wait and see. You know, when you can't predict the future, that can be a good strategy. But wait and see isn't always a good strategy when it comes to your retirement. In these uncertain times, the decisions you make today regarding your savings and investments can have a huge impact on your retirement. Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial have seen the market at its highs, its lows, and everywhere in between. They know how emotional it can be for you right now. So here's what they're doing. They're clearing their schedule to talk with you on the phone or on a video call to listen to what concerns you have and then offer help. The number to call is 863-285-3815. They are local and independent advisors who can help guide you through this. 